0: Hey guys, welcome to the Bitcoin Fortress podcast, helping you increase your financial freedom. This is episode 97, recorded here on January 7th, 2024. This podcast is for entertainment only, not investing advice. Please do your own homework. Well, happy new year. Took a break last week for a little time with family, all refreshed and uh ready to uh get started with the new year this is the first episode of 2024 getting close to 100 which is pretty exciting uh we'll start with the market update outlook then we'll get into the weekly bitcoin news a lot of stuff about the etfs that we'll go through um and then we'll finish uh featuring the substack post that i just posted yesterday And with that, let's jump in. So stocks closed marginally higher Friday following a stronger than expected U.S. jobs report. But all three benchmark averages snapped nine-week winning streaks. Stocks gyrated Friday as traders assessed the jobs data to guess when and if the Federal Reserve might start cutting interest rates. The US economy added many more jobs than expected in December as non-farm payrolls added 216,000 which sent treasury yields surging with the benchmark 10-year yield the op- topping 4.1% to cap its biggest weekly advance since October. A strong labor market could mean the Fed will delay its initial rate cuts which traders have been eagerly anticipating. For the shortened holiday week, The NASDAQ Composite Index slumped 3.2%, its biggest drop since September, while the S&P 500 fell 1.5% and the Dow Jones shed 0.6%. So everyone in the casino is watching the Fed to see what they're going to do so they can place their bets. What a great system uh looking ahead the first full trading week of 2024 will see some major conferences keep investors on their toes the biggest release on the economic calendar will be the u.s inflation report on january 11th as markets continue to factor in the likelihood and timing of monetary policy easing the september cpi report is expected to show headline inflation and the core rate rising 0.3 percent month over month Other notable data releases include consumer credit, international trade balance, and the producer price index. The Q4 earnings season begins officially on January 12th with United Health Group, JPMorgan Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, BlackRock, all the banksters, Delta Airlines, and Bank of New York Mellon, another bankster, all stepping into the line of fire. So it'll be interesting to see what they have to say about their earnings. And not only that, but what their future predictions are. Okay, jumping into Bitcoin news. First up is the weekend Review from Bitcoin.com. So just highlighting some of the more significant news articles. Some of these we may go into a little more detail uh, later in the podcast. First one. New crypto tax law takes effect in U.S. Transactions of $10,000 or more must be reported to the IRS within 15 days. Great. Starting January 1st, 2024, a new U.S. tax law mandates individuals and businesses to report cryptocurrency transactions over $10,000 to the IRS within 15 days, detailing sender information and transaction specifics. Failure to comply could result in felony charges. This regulation, part of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, applies to both individuals and businesses involved in crypto-related trade or business, but the lack of clear treasury guidance on compliance specifics raises concerns among entities like Coin Center, a crypto policy advocacy group. And this was certainly uh, quite a bit of the talk last week and uh you know what does it mean how do i handle this and so uh, i guess it mostly affects individuals who are doing transactions like for example if i uh, do some work for you and then you pay me in bitcoin and it's over ten thousand dollars then i guess you're supposed to get my information and send it to the irs um so i don't know let's say you're a contractor and i want you to remodel my kitchen well if you need all that information forget it i'm not gonna give it to you so i guess you're gonna just have to do it for cash and then i'm going to buy it, or you know you, you can help. Uh, pay you in cash and you can do whatever that you want with that cash. If you want to put it in Bitcoin, go for it. Um, but obviously this is uh, designed to make it more difficult to, for the uh, uh, circular economy to function. Um, so, And it's, it's, they snuck it in there in this infrastructure bill, which is uh, another big waste of money, taxpayer money. So... Um, be aware, uh, and I'll go over it in a little more detail. I think there's another article that I picked up on that as well. SEC still processing spot Bitcoin ETF paperwork, according to a report. Expectations are high for the United States Securities and Exchange Commission to approve spot Bitcoin ETFs, with speculation about an announcement either later this week or early next week as the January 10th deadline looms. Despite rising Bitcoin prices in anticipation. Sources suggest that the SEC still has considerable paperwork to review, while some reports indicate potential early-week approvals. Others citing the volume of paperwork lean towards a decision closer to the deadline. The market is watching closely for the SEC's decision, which could include multiple ETF approvals. So the plan just looks like, you know, make it really, really hard for people to self-custody, maybe not outlaw although well, that, that could come later at some point, you know, that you can't hold Bitcoin in self custody, whatever, but that's not the case now. And of course, once you have it, you, what are they going to do? Uh, but, uh, it certainly seems like they want to make, um, having Bitcoin and transacting in it the way it was intended to be very, very difficult and make the etfs very very easy so that people will put their money in the etfs and then of course if they do that it's completely controlled by the wall street and the financial system because you don't own your keys they own the keys and you basically just have paper bitcoin and uh, if they want to take it away from you they can do that very easily because it's third party can't trust them um property rights blah 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 so uh, that seems to be the plan and the etfs are i think a big part of that plan which means they're coming um maybe not next week maybe later but they're coming michael saylor selling 216 million of microstrategy shares plans to buy more bitcoin Michael Saylor, executive chairman of MicroStrategy, plans to sell 315,000 shares of his company's stock valued at approximately $216 million. According to an SEC filing, this move is part of a prearranged trading plan involving the sale of up to 400,000 shares. Saylor intends to use some of the proceeds from the sale to purchase more Bitcoin for his personal holdings. The decision to exercise the stock option expiring in April, 2024 also addresses personal financial obligations. As of December, 2023, Saylor personally owned 17,732 Bitcoin while MicroStrategy reported holdings of 189,150 Bitcoin. Uh, so good for him. Self custody. Oh, Jim Cramer. Bitcoin can't be killed. It's a technological marvel that is here to stay. No, no, no. Jim Cramer, known for his previously mixed stance on Bitcoin, has recently made bullish statements about the cryptocurrency during a CNBC segment. Cramer, a former hedge fund manager and co-founder of TheStreet.com, recognized Bitcoin as a, quote, technological marvel, and emphasized its resilience, stating, quote, this thing, you can't kill it. Cramer... Who once advocated for bitcoin and later shifted to skepticism due to ransomware concerns and regulatory issues notably advised against crypto investment in december 2022 but now acknowledges bitcoin staying power amidst discussions of the potential approval of spot bitcoin etfs by the sec of course we all know the inverse kramer uh whenever he advocates something it goes down <laughs> whenever he says sell it it goes up so um yeah, but clearly he's a <clears throat> he is a speaking tool of the Wall Street uh, system. So uh, you know this is probably part of the marketing campaign for the ETFs. You can you can bet. All right, next article, uh, kind of an interesting one for Bitcoin.com. This was posted yesterday. Mystery transfer unidentified wallet sends 1.19 million dollars in bitcoin to satoshi nakamoto's genesis address uh, an anonymous sender dispatched 1.19 million dollars in bitcoin to the uh, 1a1zp wallet of satoshi nakamoto originating from the bc1q9 address This substantial sum of 26.917 bitcoin was confirmed at block height eight twenty four five one three. the motivation behind sending these funds to the genesis wallet remains a mystery especially considering the funds have become non-spendable uh, the genesis block occupies a distinctive position as the inaugural block of the bitcoin blockchain its 50 bitcoin mining reward is frozen due to not being included in the unspent transaction output set A peculiarity stemming from the initial coding this outcome wasn't necessarily deliberate but rather an artifact of the original code structure in the bitcoin network spending entails crafting a transaction that cites specific utxos as inputs absent from the utxo set the genesis blocks reward remains unspendable despite this the wallet has continued to receive bitcoin over the past 15 years including dust transactions and on-chain messages though none have matched the magnitude of the 26.917 Bitcoin sent on January 5th, uh, 2024. The individual's intent may have been to influence or shift market sentiment amidst a bullish phase as the community anticipates the decision on a spot Bitcoin exchange-traded fund. Bitcoin transfer is likely not related to Satoshi Nakamoto at all, and perhaps it served as a costly beacon for attention. In a conversation with the founder of btcparser.com, who discovered the transfer, he highlighted, in the world of Bitcoin, incoming transactions are not proof, but outgoing transactions are. What's interesting about this peculiar transfer is the fact that the 181 ZP address is fundamentally incapable of initiating outbound transfers, anchored by the protocol's foundational rules. So that's kind of wild. I'm not sure I would be doing that, but eh, to each his own. Uh, Next article is from CryptoPotato. This is from January 6th. It was updated yesterday. Crypto hacking losses dropped by 51% in 2023. Here's the total. This is from CertiK. Uh, CertiK's latest report reveals a noteworthy decline in cryptocurrency security incidents in 2023. Total losses came down to $1.84 billion across 751 events, marking a 51% decrease from 2022. Moreover, each incident averaged $2.45 million in losses, with the top 10 contributing $1.11 billion. Interestingly, The blockchain security firm found that the median loss per incident was a mere $101,132. November claimed the highest amount lost at $363,367,327 from 45 incidents, while Q3 dominated with $686,558,472 losses from 183 hacks, scams, and exploits. Private key compromises accounted for nearly 50% of total losses, amounting to $880,000,000. report found that these numbers stemmed from just 47 incidents, representing only 6.3% of total security incidents throughout the year, yet over half the losses. Notably, 6 of the 10 most costly security incidents throughout 2023 were due to private key compromises. The compromise of multichain in July caused a loss of $125 million. Despite asserting decentralization, it was disclosed that multichain CEO had exclusive control over its multi-party computation servers and private keys. The vulnerability came to light with the CEO's arrest, rendering $1.5 billion in total value locked on the multichain bridge inaccessible to users. As such, CertiK has informed users to implement certain private key management practices, which include employing multi-signature wallets to distribute control, reducing the risk of single point failures, opting for hardware wallets for secure key storage, preventing exposure in plain text, storing private key backups offline in secure locations like safety deposit boxes, defining strict access policies to limit key access to authorized personnel only, Safeguarding private keys with strong encryption and secure formats Regularly audit and monitor key use to detect unauthorized access Utilizing cold wallets for extended private key storage, minimizing online threats Educating relevant staff on key management best practices, emphasizing security and confidentiality Considering multi-party computation for secure key sharing without exposing the entire key to one party and finally leveraging professional key management services especially for enterprise level operations to ensure compliance with industry standards so all great advice uh, not only for institutions but also for individuals uh, meanwhile ethereum emerged as the leader in losses as per certain case findings in terms of blockchains the reporting indicates that ethereum experienced losses totaling 686 million dollars spanning 224 incidents averaging around 3 million dollars per occurrence in contrast bnb chain despite encountering 387 security incidents reported significantly lower losses at 134 million highlighting a notable contrast with ethereum's figures moreover the challenge of cross-chain interoperability continues to be a significant concern within the crypto industry the blockchain security firm observed that security breaches impacting multiple blockchains resulted in losses of 799 million dollars uh yeah don't ship coin i guess uh next article is from decrypt uh, this one was posted on january 5th a little more detail than what we talked about earlier report report crypto trades over 10k to irs or face jail it's complicated the opening days of 2024 have seen a resounding call echo across the reaches of the cryptosphere. the irs is coming the irs is coming the hullabaloo was triggered by a circulated portion of a 2021 federal infrastructure law that states that beginning January 1st, 2024, key details pertaining to certain crypto payments over $10,000, including the name, address, and social security number of the payer, must be reported to the IRS under penalty of felony criminal charges. Worry soon spread among crypto users unsure whether they were now suddenly risking jail time by failing to report large on-chain transactions, but tax and policy experts advise calm they say the law will likely not apply to the majority of crypto investors and nft flippers moreover they are emphatic that the statute is not currently in effect and that it could be months perhaps even years away from actual enforcement there are open questions here and these are going to have to be resolved jason Schwartz, a tax partner and crypto specialist at law firm fried frank told decrypt But I don't think that people should uh, really be hand-wringing because it's fairly clear that the IRS is of the view that none of this applies just yet. That's a reference to statements made by the IRS during ongoing litigation with crypto advocacy group Coin Center over the requirement that the agency does not plan to enforce the law until a lengthy period of public comment and review takes place. So what exactly does the law require and who does it apply to? And oh, by the way, when that public review period, Uh, Comes out we should all write letters and uh, just flood the Federal Register with our feedback uh, like we did on uh, some of the other uh, rules rulemaking that was um, being proposed recently uh, Like the FinCEN rule and then uh, there was another I think the the Broker reporting one uh, was the other one The statute mandates that any person who receives at least $10,000 worth of crypto in the course of quote, trade or business, must report identifying information about who paid them that money, the same laws have long been enforced for cash transactions. Um, Who the law might affect in crypto all comes down to what constitutes a financial transaction made in trade or business, a term of art in tax law, which, while informed by decades of legal precedent, has no literal definition. I think it's quite clear that it applies to pretty much any transaction in which someone is in exchange for a good or service receiving over $10,000 worth of crypto assets, Miller Whitehouse Levine, CEO of the crypto lobbying group DeFi Education Fund told Decrypt. But what does that mean in practice? If you're an artist selling a $12,000 NFT. The rule probably does apply, White House Levine says. If you're an NFT collector reselling that same NFT for $20,000, it probably doesn't. What about trading crypto? White House Levine isn't sure. The IRS website defines a trader business as an activity carried on in good faith to make a profit. That sounds an awful lot like flipping meme coins. But Jason Schwartz disagrees. He maintains that the IRS is inclined to only classify professional full-time crypto market participants as traders, meaning the vast majority of crypto users would be exempt from the reporting obligation. I would be very surprised if these reporting requirements applied to your typical crypto user or even your so-called DeFi Degen, he told Decrypt. They're just not using this as their full-time job. That doesn't mean crypto's in the clear. Schwartz thinks the law if adopted and enforced could spell untold amounts of trouble for individuals who receive payments from DAOs. What social security number do you put down for the payer? Crypto stakers is running a node of business and how do you list a home address for Ethereum? And even crypto exchanges like Binance and Kraken, which the attorney says might have to begin documenting every single transfer onto their platforms exceeding $10,000. But he's hopeful that these issues will be ironed out and addressed in what he and other experts say is the lengthy period before the law is even enforced by the IRS. The amended IRS code in question, the same text circulating on Twitter, does plainly state the effective date of January 1st, 2024, but recent legal developments have indicated that the IRS might be months or even years away from actually enforcing the law. The disconnect stems from the fact that crypto lobby group Coin Center which says the new crypto tax law is unconstitutional, is currently suing the IRS, Go Crypto Center, to have it thrown out. And in a federal appeals court last month, Justice Department attorneys representing the IRS attempted to have the suit dismissed by declaring that the law does not automatically go into effect this year and, in fact, won't be enforced until a lengthy period of public comment and review is completed. Such a process might take years, according to DeFi Education Fund's White House Levine. A similar proposed IRS rule regarding crypto was first set forth in January 2022, two years and three rounds of public comment later. It has yet to become official IRS policy. Assuming that the DOJ and Treasury are not lying to the Federal Circuit, who knows how long it will be, White House Levine said they haven't even started the proposed rulemaking process. Decrypt reached out to the IRS and the Department of Justice for comment, but did not receive a response. Coin Center, which has maintained this week that the law is already in effect, acknowledged in a blog post that the Justice Department disagrees with that reading. But Jerry Brito, Coin Center's executive director says, fixating on whether the law is technically in effect now is missing the point kind of makes no sense to ask if a law is practically in effect when the speed limit's 55 and you're pretty certain there are no cops around, so you go 80. Does the law practically exist? He believes the threat posed by the IRS's new tax law is here now, regardless of whether the federal agency says it's enforcing the statute today or a year from today. The law is there and you're breaking it, he continued, even if you're almost certain you're not going to get caught. And it kind of makes you wonder too, I mean, you know, if you have a guy come over to fix your air conditioner and he's got a cash price, and a credit card price, cash price lower, what's he doing? You know, is he reporting that to the IRS or is it like turning off the cash register at lunchtime at the restaurant, you know, and and uh, will he have an even lower price if you pay in Bitcoin? I mean, I think it's on the vendor to report that to, to the IRS. And he would have to get that information from you. And of course, if you don't provide it, then he can't comply. Anyway, doesn't sound like, uh, I mean, it's concerning and, and, uh, certainly when this gets published in the federal register or whatever, everyone ought to write comment letters, uh, you know, and just full edit, it. Uh, like with the other ones, um, and thank goodness for coin center. Uh, and I guess we'll just have to continue to keep an eye on this. But I do agree with Jerry Brito's comment. It's it's out there. It's law. You need to deal with it. You can't just say, well, it's, they're not enforcing it yet, and don't worry. Um, that doesn't make sense. Uh, next up, uh, this also from Decrypt. This was posted on January 4th, uh, kind of an interesting article and, and sort of along the lines of why the etf approval might not be priced in really into the bitcoin price Um, article says is entitled financial advisors are still skeptical sec approves bitcoin etf bitwise says about 40 percent of financial advisors said they're confident that a bitcoin etf will be available to american investors in 2024 the rest aren't so sure so that's like 60 percent, which is crazy according to a poll by bitwise it's an interesting outcome given that most market observers believe the sec's blessing for a bitcoin etf is likely a foregone conclusion it's a matter of when not if as crypto giant grayscale wrote in early december yet most professionals charged with the task of advising clients on their investments aren't so confident uh, bitwise says the survey also found that even if the majority of advisors don't think it's likely a bitcoin etf will be approved this year 88 percent of respondents interested in purchasing bitcoin on behalf of their clients are waiting for an etf to be available a spot bitcoin etf would give investors a way to add bitcoin exposure to their portfolios without actually buying and holding bitcoin that means they'd get all the benefits of the market without the overhead like figuring out how to use a hardware wallet or private keys about six in ten of the people surveyed said that clients have been dabbling in crypto outside of their relationship with financial advisors which bit. Bitwise said is a promising sign for firms considering whether to make crypto products available. The survey also found that the number of clients allocating funds in crypto has fallen slightly down to 11% in 2023 from 15% uh, in 2022 and 16% in 2021, but that's still higher than it was in 2020 and 2019 when less than 10% of clients wanted a portion of their portfolio in crypto. Keep in mind, Bitwise isn't just idly asking about the odds that a Bitcoin ETF gets approved for trading in the States. The company has some skin in the game. It first filed its application to register the Bitwise Bitcoin ETF trust with the Securities Exchange Commission in 2019, but was rejected. Bitwise then refiled its application in 2021, only to be turned down again, but the company is hoping this third time will be the charm. The firm publicly took issue with the SEC's rejections in September, amended its application, and refiled in November 2023. Among other changes, it will now be called the Bitwise Bitcoin ETF. So that's kind of an interesting uh, little piece. Uh, More on ETFs. Uh, This is from Bitcoin Magazine, published on January 5th spot bitcoin etf applicants clear key hurdle on path to sec approval in a significant stride towards the potential approval of spot bitcoin exchange-traded funds in the united states applicants have overcome a pivotal hurdle marking a crucial milestone in their quest for regulatory approval from the u.s securities and exchange commission As reported by Bloomberg, the applicants seeking approval for the eagerly anticipated spot Bitcoin ETFs have successfully navigated a critical stage in their regulatory journey. Sources close to the matter revealed that the applicants have addressed and resolved key concerns raised by the SEC, signaling progress in addressing the regulatory queries central to the approval process. Securities and Exchange Commission staff told several exchanges and issuers seeking to list their DTFs that they should submit a final version of a key document as soon as Friday, according to four people familiar with the matter who asked not to be named because the discussions are private, Bloomberg reported. The staff had no additional feedback on the paperwork for several of the firms after the latest amendments, two of the people said. The clearance of this significant hurdle indicates that the applicants have finished addressing regulatory concerns and aligning their proposals with the sec's guidelines the successful resolution of these issues bodes well for the prospects of the spot bitcoin etfs potentially paving the way for their introduction into traditional financial markets applicants are seemingly getting closer to obtaining sec approval potentially marking uh, a significant Milestone in the integration of Bitcoin into conventional investment avenues through regulated ETFs. The deadline for ARK 21 shares spot Bitcoin ETF application is January 10, leaving the SEC only a few more days to approve or deny the funds. And again, uh, it's going to happen. It might not happen next week, but it might happen in you know a month or two. It's going to happen. And uh, uh, so you can't stop it and uh it might be an attack on bitcoin you know an attempt to capture you know make it really hard for you to self-custody but you should still self custody anyway make it really easy to buy a bitcoin etf but it's not really bitcoin um, so i think that's the plan like i said earlier and so uh, you just keep stacking sats in, in cold storage and uh, you know we can just sit back and see what this does to the price i guess um and it could be pretty wild, and there's actually an article from, um, from Arthur Hayes that I'll read here in a little bit that, uh, you know, talks a little bit about some of that and what he's predicting will happen, which, you know, makes a little bit of sense. So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, and then next up is uh, another interesting piece. This was posted yesterday from Bitcoin.com. BlackRock, and as always, I'll include links um, to all the uh, these articles in the show notes. You can read it for yourself. BlackRock lines up $2 billion for spot Bitcoin ETF launch, sources say. The world's largest asset manager has reportedly lined up two billion dollars in capital for its upcoming spot bitcoin exchange traded fund launch according to van Eck's head of digital assets research matthew siegel van eck is among the asset managers that have filed to launch a spot bitcoin etf with the u.s securities and exchange commission blackrock van eck and nine other Spot Bitcoin ETF applicants are waiting for the green light from the SEC to launch Spot Bitcoin ETF, Siegel revealed during an X-Space discussion hosted by The Block on Friday. Uh, and this is a quote, I heard from a pretty well-placed source that BlackRock has more than $2 billion lined up in week one in new incremental flows from existing Bitcoin holders who are adding to positions. However, Siegel noted, I can't vouch for that, but you know, that's what everyone is doing, just making phone calls and trying to find the folks who can write checks into these products. Van Eck, head of digital assets research, added, if that $2 billion happened in week one, you know, that would blow away our estimates. He clarified that his asset management firm had predicted $2.5 billion of capital to flow into spot Bitcoin ETFs in the first quarter of trading. We're at $2.5 billion in the first quarter trading, which we do by looking at the past flows under the first gold ETF and adjusting by the U.S. money supply, he explained, emphasizing we have a $40 billion market opportunity over two years based on similar analysis. In December last year, BlackRock revealed that an SEC, in an SEC filing a plan to seed its spot Bitcoin ETF with $10 million on January 3rd. In October last year, the asset manager seeded its spot Bitcoin ETF with 100k. BlackRock has named Jane Street and J.P. Morgan as authorized participants for its spot Bitcoin ETF. Commenting on BlackRock lining up two billion dollars for its spot Bitcoin ETF launch, Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric Balkunas said on X, "It would be on brand for BlackRock. They've lined up and injected big cash into new ETFs on the first day of trading." So it registers as volume flows if it's true 2 billion would blow away all first day week volume AUM records for an ETF the analyst then noted that out of the 25 most successful ETF launches of all time BlackRock dominates the top 10. this is lined up cash not organic hence why say on brand this is what they do he stressed moreover the analyst emphasized I got a second chance, second source to confirm Matt's claim. They have big day one dollars lined up, according to Fox Business. BlackRock expects its spot Bitcoin ETF to be approved by Wednesday, the deadline for the SEC's decision on Kathy Woods Ark Invest and twenty-one shares spot Bitcoin ETF proposal. The securities regulator is expected to greenlight multiple spot Bitcoin ETFs simultaneously. So next week should be an exciting week. Either way. If it doesn't get approved and Bitcoin drops, it's a buy the dip. And if it does, it's a sit back and watch, I guess, and keep dollar cost averaging, I suppose. Next article is from CoinDesk. This was um, posted on January fifth. Arthur Hayes foresees thirty percent Bitcoin crash amid vicious washout, and here is why uh while crypto investors are fixated on an imminent spot bitcoin exchange traded fund etf decision that could propel bitcoin's price even higher arthur hayes the chief investment officer of family office maelstrom and the ex-ceo of bitmex warned about a potential 20 to 30 percent plunge in the next few months in a friday blog post uh, which by the way i highly recommend you subscribe to it there's a link um, actually in the in the article uh, I always enjoy reading his stuff. He's a little bit of a shit and he's a trader, but um, he's got some pretty good takes on macro, and he also is a Bitcoiner, too. Uh, Hayes outlined looming risks for U.S. banks and markets potentially colliding in March and triggering a liquidity rug pull event akin to the banking crisis last March. I am preparing for a vicious washout of all crypto tourists in March of this year, he wrote. I loaded up on crypto in the second half of 2023 and believe now until April is a no trade zone in terms of the addition of risk. The drawdown of the Federal Reserve's reverse repo program, where qualified banks and investment firms may park cash and earn interest on it, served as a tailwind for risky assets through last year, injecting capital in the markets as participants took out cash from the facility and invested. However, the RRP balance is quickly declining, dropping to $700 billion from a record high of $2.5 trillion at the end of 2022, and Hayes is projecting it to reach its historical average of $200 billion by around March. When this number gets close to zero, the market will wonder what's next, he said, without any other new sources of dollar liquidity, bond stocks, and I believe crypto will also get the stick. Second, A crucial Fed facility called the Bank Term Funding Program that helped stave off last year's regional banking crisis is set to expire on March 12th with the potential to create turbulence in the banking system. The BTFP provided banks with funding to fulfill deposit withdrawals by lending them money at the notional value of their US government bond holdings at much better conditions than selling bonds on the open market at a loss due to the Fed's aggressive rate hikes. Hayes expects that the facility won't be extended during this U.S. presidential election year, which could bankrupt some banks who sit on massive unrealized losses on their bond holdings. The combination of a lack of liquidity gushing from the RRP and the lack of printed money to cover the bond losses on the non-TBTF too-big-to-fail banks' balance sheets will decimate the financial markets globally, he said. As the market route ensues, Hayes predicted the Fed will cut rates on its March 20th meeting and resume the BTFP funding line. If the scenario plays out as Hayes outlined, Bitcoin will correct a healthy 20 to 30 percent from early March prices, according to the blog post. The decline could be as much as 40 percent if BTC rallies to 60 to 70 thousand dollars in the coming weeks, he wrote. Bitcoin initially will decline sharply with the broader financial markets, but will rebound before the Fed meeting, Hayes said, that that is because Bitcoin is the only neutral reserve hard currency that is not a liability of the banking system and is traded globally. Hayes joined a roster of crypto analysts who recently forecasted a correction for crypto markets. CryptoQuant said that a spot-based ETF approval would be a sell-the-news event, and Bitcoin could drop to 32000 While K33 research suggested reducing exposure as the market became overheated, Bitcoin is currently above 43000 Matrix Matrixport head of research Marcus Thielen warned about a Bitcoin correction based on technical indicators with the SEC potentially putting off ETF decisions due to shortcomings in the filings. The report may have contributed to a near 10% decline in Bitcoin's price earlier this week. Uh, So again, just stay humble stack sats um you know i think he was talking in his blog post about uh setting up a potential short you know uh, buying puts i guess on bitcoin but i don't know if 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 there's a big sell-off for whatever reason whether the liquidity is not there or whether the etfs are delayed or whatever i'd say that's a buy the dip kind of a scenario uh, and if those things don't come to pass and it's all, you know, fun and games, then it's just sit back and, and enjoy and you're going to keep dollar cost averaging anyway. So um, you can, I think, just be a casual observer here of uh, whatever happens because the long term uh, outcome is uh, is they're going to print money. And um, Bitcoin is, is uh, what is it they say? Bitcoin has no top because the dollar has no bottom. <laughs> and then finally, a little fud to finish it off. This is uh, from BitcoinNews.com. Uh, this was um, published today. Better Markets CEO, which is a Elizabeth Warren front apparently, believes Bitcoin ETF to be a, quote, historic mistake. The CEO of Better Markets, Dennis Kelleher, wrote a letter on Friday asking the United States Securities Exchange Commission to not approve a a SPOT Bitcoin exchange-traded fund ETF. The chief executive of the nonprofit organization claimed that an approval would go against the agency's core principles. In the letter addressed to SEC Secretary Vanessa Countryman, Kelleher noted that if the SEC were to approve the spot Bitcoin ETF application submitted by firms like BlackRock, Grayscale, Franklin Templeton, and others, investors would face significant risks. The letter reads, we submit this supplemental comment letter, which Better Markets very rarely does because it would be a grave, if not historic mistake, almost certainly leading to a massive investor harm if the SEC approves the pending rule change. The Better Markets executive claimed that the proposed spot Bitcoin ETFs by leading asset management firms would put investors' money at grave, quote, grave risk by exposing them to potential fraud. Callagher noted that the digital asset sector has an abundance of fraud cases. He stated the approval of these spot Bitcoin ETPs would not only expose investors to a market thoroughly contaminated with fraud and manipulation, it would also enable the crypto industry to claim or imply that their products are now approved by the United States government. What is that saying? Methinks thou dost protest too much. Kelleher believes that following the approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF, digital asset businesses will flood the US market with marketing propaganda. (laughs) Like this isn't propaganda. While suggesting that the SEC's action legitimized crypto and that retail investors should feel more secure in investing in crypto as a result. As per an earlier report titled 2023 Wallet Drainers Report by blockchain security platform ScamSniffer, around 324,000 digital asset users fell victim to phishing scams in 2023 with a total of close to $295 million in digital assets lost to scammers. Multiple supporters of the digital asset community criticized Kelleher's letter. With Bloomberg ETF analyst James Seifert posting on social media platform X that the ETF applications cannot be rejected, considering the substantial effort invested by asset management firms in advancing their applications with the SEC over the last few months. Some people also pointed out the errors in the letter, with one ex-user calling out the authors for mentioning that the price of Bitcoin rose dramatically at the end of 2002. Another ex-user referenced the court's verdict in the Grayscale lawsuit in 2023, wherein the judges said that in the absence of a coherent explanation, this unlike regulatory treatment of like products is unlawful. The SEC claims are either not true or not. If the claims of the SEC are true, the SEC may provide a coherent explanation of why the products are actually not like products. The SEC may also submit some other lawful valid reason that warrants denial if one exists, or the SEC may simply approve the ETFs, the ex-user explained. Another ex-post, Fox Business journalist, Eleanor Terrett points out several instances when Kelleher made negative remarks on digital assets. One of his remarks was, It's worse than a fantasy, it's a fraud on the public. The unfolding debate underscores the complexity and contentious nature of approving spot Bitcoin ETS, balancing investor protection with the desire for market expansion. As the SEC weighs its decision, the digital asset community remains on edge, anticipating the potential ramifications of this historic regulatory move. Yeah, Wall Street's on board because they can make money. That's all all it's about. And they make money on, all kinds of garbage that they sell, Uh, ETFs for inverse, triple inverse, index, you know, VIX, triple inverse VIX, triple positive VIX. I mean, it's, it's all garbage and they're all trying to make money. So nothing's gonna stop this train, I think. And uh, this is just kind of humorous uh, in the last 11th hour. But again, you know, Uh, Elizabeth Warren kind of reminds me of uh, Khan from Star Trek (laughs) It just won't Just won't stop And last but not least I did want to highlight this week's um, Substack post It's entitled uh, Safeguarding Personal Privacy Online A Brief Review of Techniques and Technologies A new rabbit hole of mine is privacy So I've been writing a little bit about that um, taking a break uh, from Bitcoin, although I will be returning back to Bitcoin uh, in the next couple of articles. Um, but did want to point that out. And as always, there'll be a link to that in the show notes and uh, always appreciate new subscribers. Yeah, it's free. doesn't cost anything. Um, and with that, i will wrap it up for this week thanks for listening to the podcast if you enjoyed the show please like and leave a comment also don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode um i like to listen to my podcast on fountain um it's kind of random but you do earn sats for listening to your favorite podcast you just have you just never really know how much you're going to get per minute and if you're going to get it on a given day or not but Uh, It's cool. You can earn sats for listening to podcasts. You can also follow my substack. Again, it's at bitcoinfortress.substack.com. And you can also follow me on Noster. I put my uh, pub in the show notes, so you can follow me there. And with that, I will talk to y'all next week. Bye-bye.